I'm going to start with a question that I always ask on the first Sunday of Advent. I'm loath to do it because in past years people have fallen to the ground and foamed at the mouths. <laughs> Nobody's died yet. Some people have gone, hallelujah. So I don't know what to expect, but here's the question. How many of you are ready? How many of you are ready for the coming of the Lord? How, if, if you have any doubts whatsoever, you better get to work. <laughs> we all better get to work because that's what Advent is all about, to remind us that there's going to be an end to everything. Uh, people put it this way too, kind of a humorous way of doing it. I got good news and I've got bad news. The good news is Jesus is coming again. The bad news, he's mad as you know what. But are we ready? The church gives us this season of Advent to ask ourselves, am I ready? I mean, the Lord could come tomorrow. He could. You know, I don't know. Now, here I am. I'm going to be 70 next September. And I'm thinking, I'm going to be around then. And I'm thinking when I turn 70, I can start collecting my pension from the diocese. <laughs> call me a fool. Well, call me a fool. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. But, you know, so there's the earthly me thinking, well, it's going to go on. I'm going to retire. And, and, you know, the end of the world will come way in the future. But I don't know that. We don't. You know, we, we, we kind of get used to our routines. And I think in our culture today, because everything comes so easy in general compared to what it was uh, even 100 years ago, we think it's going to keep on going. And we kind of wonder, well, what's going to happen in the election of 2024? What's going to happen in the world? What about climate change? So forth and so on. But again, for all we know, God may come in an hour. And if he did, what would you do? How would you respond? You know, right now, because I'm in church, I'm thinking, oh, I'd say, God, what took you so long? Look at the world. Look what's going on. But that's what we're supposed to be thinking. Look at the suffering, the evil. And God, only you can bring an end to it. Only you can do it. And Advent is a time where we're supposed to be praying, come, Lord. And as we heard, do not delay. Do not delay. Now, some theologians say, if enough people, Christian or otherwise, actually prayed that, got enough people to do it, the Lord would respond and come. But obviously, we're not doing that well. And so we watch what's going on. We mourn and we moan. But here we are as Christians who know the truth, the good news of salvation. And what are we doing? So besides being the first Sunday of Advent, it's also the first day of the new Christian year, I should say the Roman Catholic year. So we begin a new liturgical calendar today. So this is our, our New Year's Day. So Happy New Year. If you belong to an Orthodox church or an Eastern Catholic church, your New Year's Day would be September 1st. But we all have our own calendars, and it's important that we as Christians go by our liturgical calendar, because that's really what's going to keep us on the straight and narrow, hopefully. So that no matter what's happening in the world, uh, we're still thinking, God, it's all about you. I'm going to do the best I can each day. In fact, I am going to let go of everything in order to serve you. 
so that I might prompt you a little bit more to come. And we're supposed to get the good news out because if we don't do that, there are a lot of people that are not going to be saved. Okay, you know, a lot of people say, well, God, why would he condemn anybody? Well, it's not God, it's, it's us. And we have been given the vocation, the commission by God to go out and preach the gospel message so that people will turn back to the Lord, turn back to the Lord so that they can be saved. So it's not just about me and my salvation, but it's about your salvation and it's about the salvation of every other person on this planet. We have a responsibility and obligation to our brothers and sisters not to do our convenient and comfortable way of doing things, but to go out and talk about the gospel. I mentioned on Thanksgiving Day, I mean, people look forward to Thanksgiving Day everywhere. It's a, it's a ritual that, that's etched in stone. If your family said, well, we're not going to celebrate it this year, you'd go to berserk. But here we are in the most important ritual, the Eucharist, which is all about Thanksgiving. Eh, yeah, I know it's supposed to go and all that. But here is the ritual that keeps us again on the straight and narrow. We do certain things to remind us first and last that Jesus is the one who saves. And he offers us salvation at no cost except if you want to put it this way, you have to pay with our lives. But that's nothing, really, nothing, when we're talking about eternal salvation and joy that goes beyond anything we can imagine. But we're supposed to be saying, I want it so bad that I am willing to try this and do that and go with this person out into the world, as did the early disciples and apostles, and proclaim the good news of salvation. And, and not to frighten people and say, you know, the Lord may come tomorrow. Are you ready? I mean, that, that's not going to help. But to say, the Lord loves you so much, he wants you to be with him. He wants you to get rid of all of your pains and your aches and your fears and your worries and your tears. That's what he's got in store for you. Would you like to know more about him? I'll walk with you. I'll talk with you about the Lord. I'll welcome you wherever you are so that together, as companions on the journey, Together we can walk into heaven. So there's a genius, obviously, to church calendars because they focus on the basic story. If you remember my very first homily, I said the Bible is our story. It's our textbook. You remember what B-I-B-L-E stands for? Basic instructions before leaving earth. It's all there. We don't have to say, God, what do you want me to do? It's in the Bible. Lord, what about today? It's in the Bible. Should I fear? It's in the Bible. It's there. And the teachings of the church back that up and say, us, say to us very clearly, if you want to get to heaven, here's the way. It involves the cross, which is heavy and painful, but it's also glorious because God actually invites us to share in what he did and what he continues to do. And wouldn't it be wonderful if when we go before the pearly gates, we see all these people running towards us, because it will, will be a resurrected body, coming towards us and say, hey, you know, because of what you said to me, because of your welcome, because of your love, because of your compassion, I'm here in heaven. But see, that, that is what should be happening. 
each and every day, that we are so focused on the will of God, doing what God wants us to do, that we won't be afraid when the, the end comes, whether it's the end of the world or our, our death, but we'll say, God, I want to be with you. And we, say, we show God the truth of that when we, we follow the commandments, when we do the, the acts of mercy, the corporal works of mercy, the corporal works of, of uh, the spirit, the, the spiritual works of mercy, when we serve our neighbors, when we generously go out to those in need and serve them without expecting any thank you back, uh, really doing what Jesus did. And Jesus says, do what I did. What did he do? He fed people. He fed hundreds and thousands of people. And we hear stories of saints that did that. Now, those saints were any, weren't any different than us. Ordinary people. But what they had, maybe better than we do, is faith. Like, yeah, God said, I can do it. Here's a situation where it's necessary, so I'm going to do it. Jesus went out and he taught people. We're supposed to be doing that teaching other people about Jesus Christ. Jesus cured people. We have the Holy Spirit. Some people are given the charism of healing, spiritual healing, physical healing. Do you know what your gifts are? Has anybody cured anybody of cancer? And yet, Scripture says, yeah, we could do that. Uh, raising people from the dead. Again, we have stories of saints throughout the centuries who raised people from the dead. And again, these are not people who had extraordinary powers, but the, <clears throat> the ordinary powers that God gives to all of us so that we can show our gratitude for the love of God and his invitation to be with him for all eternity. And I think that's the key word, gratitude. If we think every moment of giving thanks to God, of praising God, of being grateful people, and following that gratitude so that our antennae are always up. Wherever I am, I'm kind of looking around and seeing where I can be the light of Christ for someone, where I can go out to someone, even if it's not clear what they might need or want, but still acting on our, our spirit that's in us, the Holy Spirit, and going out to people to share the good news of salvation in some way by saying hello, comforting them, praying for them. But those are the deeds that the opening prayer talks about. And it says the, the true Christian is going to be running towards God when he shows up. Running, not saying, oh, wait, 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 God, I've got to do this or that or the other thing. But no, running towards God because they want to be embraced by God. And what they're bringing is sort of their payment. Not that it can equal heaven, but they're going to bring their deeds, the prayers that they said, the feeding of the hungry, the clothing of the naked, the welcoming of the stranger. That's a, one I keep stopping at because I think in our culture, we don't want the stranger around. We don't know who they are. They may shoot us. They may whatever. And yet we're told, welcome the stranger. And the more we do that, the more we are doing exactly what we can do to prepare for the coming of Jesus Christ. So again, if we keep that in mind, not just through Advent, but through every day of our lives, that we don't know when we're going to die as individuals, or we don't know when the Lord's going to come on the cloud of glory and take care of everything, but we're supposed to be preparing for it, and not just preparing for it, but saying, 
Come, O come, Emmanuel. Hurry up. Get going. Because we know, we know that it's only God that can bring an end to all of the evil, the suffering, and fulfill his promises that Jesus began uh, in his, uh, when he was first born and then through his death and resurrection. So Advent's about not only preparing to celebrate Christmas, that's part of it, but even more importantly, it's a desire, a hunger for God to come in his glory so that we can be with him for all eternity. So do what you want to do for Advent, but think about it. It's all about thanking God, not earning God's love. He, he gives that to us without even our earning it. But what can we do to show God how grateful we are? What can we do each day to go a little bit further? What can we do to maybe invite a friend or two and say, hey, I want to grow in my faith. Do you? Let's work together on this. And great things will happen. Great things will happen. The tragedy is that we really don't think that way. We think it's always going to be doom and gloom and who knows what's going to happen to us. Whereas God is saying, as I've said before in a homily, surprise me. Do great things. And we can because we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we begin a new year, a new Christian year in the Roman Catholic Church and an opportunity to remember the promises of God and also to remember God has laid it all out for us as to what we can do, need to do, should do. So again, it's up to us as always to say, yeah, Lord, I want to do it. And each day, maybe write it down. What do you want to do today? How do you want to be the light of Christ today? How do you want to bring a little joy into somebody's life? How do you want to pray with someone that you know is going through a difficult time? but to take those actions, because that's the best way to prepare for the coming of the Lord. And the Lord will richly give us our heart's desire. And we talk about heaven, but really what we're talking about is God himself, to be connected with him intimately, knowing more and more about God's divine love and sharing in it for all eternity. That's the promise, that's our hope. So four weeks until we celebrate the next season, which is Christmas. So what do we want to do during this time to show God our gratitude? Show him that we want to be ready. And then what steps do we need to take concretely so that we will get ready? We will be ready when the Lord comes for us in glory or in our personal deaths. And then hopefully we will say, welcome, Lord. Thank you.